Welcome to the Voices in Recovery podcast. Voices in Recovery is produced by Freedom's Path Recovery Society, a registered Canadian charity. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider a donation at www.freedomspathrecoverysociety.ca. All donations go directly to assisting Freedom's Path in providing services free of charge and helps us keep the podcast going. We are grateful for any and all donations. This podcast discusses difficult topics such as childhood abuse, drug and alcohol use, sexuality, sexualized trauma, and more. If you are under the age of 18, please speak with your legal guardian prior to listening. The opinions expressed during the podcast are those of the individual and not those of Voices in Recovery or Freedom's Path Recovery Society. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. This podcast is being recorded on the traditional land of the Blackfoot Confederacy. This consists of the Kainai, Pekani, Siksika, and the Blackfeet in the U.S. We acknowledge the Stony Nakoda, which consists of the Bearspaw, Morley, and Chinookie. We acknowledge the Satina, who are Dene, and the Métis, Inuit, status and non-status from all of Turtle Island, and those who are visiting. We are all treaty people. Well, honestly, Something what I like really that. like to talk about is the like freedom's path, like and okay. and the direction we're moving. Oh, okay. um, because we stepped away from the police in June. We yep. like I no longer volunteer for them, um, and that was a decision that was made sp- very spe- in on purpose, like okay. to to leave the police specifically and to leave yep. the church specifically. These are very sure. purposeful decisions for the charity and. Even though these places have been a part, we've been a part of it, and there's nothing, how do I word this? There's nothing inherently wrong with those organizations. That's not what I'm suggesting. Yeah, yeah. The reason that we, that I felt we, I needed to move away from those, those places was because they're entrenched organizations and they have entrenched um, beliefs that are not conducive to mine and not right. conducive to freedom's paths. Yeah. Um, and some of those entrenched beliefs are so rigorously entrenched, and whether it's subconsciously or not, they're rigorously defended. Yeah. Um, and I'm not defending them anymore. Yeah. So, like, that's what that's about. Well, it's, and in the end, it's a government agency, right? Like, it's, yeah. Like, it's, it's, I don't think it's a fault of anybody. It's just nope. it's, when you're dealing with government, Yep. The bureaucracy, the the lack of mm-hmm. rapid change of any type, mm-hmm. you know, is yeah. just difficult to deal with for years and years and years on our own. Exactly, so. and you know, I think I did my part. I yeah. feel like I did my part, and absolutely um, in those <clears throat> places as best I could. Like, and again, it's not because I think these places, these organizations can't grow. I know no. they can. They can grow. They can change. They can do all manner of things, and they for will. Sure. Right? Like, I'm sure they will in yeah. their own time. Um, but it has nothing to do with me because I don't inherently believe in those institutions. So, yeah. like, I don't inherently believe in the police service as it is. Yeah. I believe in what it could be, for sure, right? Yeah, and yeah. what I also noticed was I really believe in some of the members, yes. right? It's yeah. not the service that I believe in. It's the members that have convinced me of this being a worthwhile organization. Right? Exactly, yeah. Um, and I'm not saying it's not a worthwhile organization anymore just because I'm not there, um, that's not at all what I mean. No, no. Um, I simply grew away from... Our organization was never supposed to be an organization. Yeah. It was never supposed to be an institution. That's, how, right. that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, our organization is supposed to be about freedom. 
and like real freedom, which yeah. means like freedom to choose whoever you want to live your life with, right? Like yep. freedom to choose like, and that in, in, obviously that includes LGBTQ2S+, but yeah. not specifically that, like it's yeah, yeah. anything. It's, it could be whatever you believe your treatment plan should be, we want to help you do that. Exactly, right? yeah. So it's not about what Free we want. Free to choose what your yes. what program you enter, what, yes, what works your, for you. And yeah, you're yeah. free to choose at any point in time to choose something different. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And that's kind of what we've what we've tried to, to create. And what I noticed was the more entrenched I became with these institutions, the more entrenched we had to become with their ideals. Right? Right. Yeah. But those ideals aren't ours. Yeah. Because my ideal that we, when we created Freedom's Path, we weren't thinking about conformity, right? right? But both of those institutions require conformity, yeah, right? Absolutely, um, yeah. And that's not what we're about. And, and yeah. secondly, since 2020, okay, and I'm gonna be very honest about this, but since 2020, it has not sat right with me mm -hmm. to be involved in these organizations, in these institutions. Yeah. Um, not that I think that they're bad, or all bad, or only bad, I'm not saying that, but since 2020, a lot has come to light about law enforcement in general. Yeah, Okay. Sure. And when I say that, I also include my time as a special constable, okay? Yep. Because what I recognize about my time as a special constable is that a lot of the fines that I would, tr would impose on people were directly related to, um, how do I put this? Um, attacking the poor. Yeah, like I don't like, know how else to put it. It's kind of like punching down socioeconomically. Exactly, dude. Right? And yeah. that's what it always seemed to be around, right? Yeah. Because there's, and I'm not saying that that is, that there's that I have any intention of of bad talking these things because that's not what it's yeah, about. Yeah. It's more like the systems in place that these or institutions have been a part of because obviously when you're talking about law enforcement, whether it's um, at the municipal, provincial, or federal level, you're talking about government. Yes. Okay. So these are these are government. Um, I'm not going to say henchmen because not all yeah. of them are henchmen, right? RCMP, yeah. I can say pretty much henchmen, right? We'll just call it what it is. <laughs> That's what it looks like to us as yes, citizens, absolutely. right? When I when I remove myself from the incredible humans that I know who are on the job in different mm -hmm. areas. Um, once I separate them from the organization, then I can look more honestly at the organization. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what it looks like. It looks like yeah. the RCMP or henchmen, okay? Because um, the, they always have been. That's what they've absolutely, done. Absolutely, yep. They've taken babies, yep. right? They're part absolutely. and parcel responsible to the, to the graves that we found at the residential absolutely. schools. That's on them. Right. Yeah, they were union busters. Hundred percent. Strike busters. Whatever the crown wanted yeah. them to do, that's what they did. Right. Or Absolutely. now the federal government, which is obviously the crown still, um, to some extent. Yeah. Um, and the RCMP has not changed much. And, no. Uh, and until they stop doing what they're doing, they're going to be henchmen. Like, yeah. Right. Um, and again, I'm not saying one way or the other what we should or shouldn't do with them. Like. Because yeah. I understand that what our provincial leaders want is to get rid of the RCMP and to impose provincial police, which will be henchmen of the provincial government. So yeah. it's not going to be much different. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And going back, sorry, I'm all over the place, man. But no, like no going, going back to <laughs> my time as a special constable with transit and imposing these fines 
the predominantly, I don't know what the percentage is, but it wouldn't be hard to find. I'm imagining it's public record yeah. to find out how many people charged with like transit offenses are below the poverty line. Yeah, right. Okay. And, and I, I bet you it's 80%. Yeah. I'm just throwing that number out there. It might even be higher than that. Yeah. Um, and that's just from my three years when I did that job. And I only did about a year in uniform. Yeah. So I only had to do about a year of enforcing transit laws alone, um, yeah. bylaws. Um, and then I did other stuff. But again, that's another story too. Because yeah, yeah. now it's legal in Canada right. <laughs> to, to purchase and have cannabis, right? And yeah. use cannabis. Whereas when I was working in law enforcement, it wasn't. So we prosecuted on those things, yeah. right? Um, <clears throat> again, I believe those, those back then, it was still predominantly below the poverty line that we would be enforcing. Oh, I'm no doubt, yeah. Right? No doubt we were enforcing people who were dealing on the transit. So that's yeah. low-level dealers. It's not like we were, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're not taking out the cartels. We're not, not... doing any of that stuff. Like. <laughs> Um, it's no 400 pounds of cocaine coming out of a sea train. No, well, not, not for us, not for the <laughs> yeah, most part, right? Exactly. Most part, it was dime, nickel, dime bags. Yeah. And it's embarrassing when you think about it, right? Right. When I think back about it. But again, can't go back. You can't change things. But certainly does impact one's perspective, right? Yeah. And so as I got to know the institution, CPS being that one of those institutions, as I got to know it more and more, I realized there are many good people in there, except yeah. it doesn't matter because yeah. the, the ones that are in charge are still in charge. Well, and that's the problem. And they'll always be in charge. Yeah, it's, it's the gatekeeping and the mm -hmm. bureaucracy. You could have a thousand great people, but if you have three gatekeepers mm -hmm. and a good bureaucracy, you're not getting change made very fast. Well, no, because right? the system's not designed for it. Exactly. Right? Like, this is what we've set up. Mm -hmm. This should work forever now, right? Yeah. And it should work for everyone. <clears throat> yeah. Right? And it never has, and it ha isn't today. How could it possibly? Yeah. And I know that inherently, like, inf having to enforce laws will make any institution, like, a certain way. Yeah. But I don't, I just don't believe that it has to be that way forever. No. Right? The way it has been. Like, and wh what got me thinking about it, and obviously one of the things that um, <clears throat> guided me to moving away from being aligned with the police service uh, in directly, I mean, obviously mm -hmm. we're all for law and order, but, yeah. um, yeah. but not, I don't believe the police are the only asset that should be used for that now. For sure. Now that I've come to understand going back to what I said about 2020, re like revealing so many things to yeah. me specifically, and I should have probably known this long before that. Yeah. I'm, my ignorance is obvious, right? But it was immediately apparent to me that not everyone feels safe calling the police. Yeah. Right. And so instead of trying to reinforce that people should do that, because why? Right. Why should people do that? Yeah. Why should people who've only been harmed by the police, wherever they come from, whether it's here or across yeah. the planet somewhere, why should they trust the police? Right. Why shouldn't we as citizens create other avenues that people can go through? Absolutely. To try to um, have their needs met. Yeah. without being threatened or feeling threatened. Exactly. Because yeah. you and I both know, sometimes it doesn't matter if there's a threat. If you feel like there's a threat and yeah. you're not feeling safe, why would we force people to continue to go places they don't feel safe yeah. to try to get the help they need when if you don't feel safe, you're not able to disclose properly. No, exactly. Right? What your needs are. Um, 
it also like occurred to me that the old mindset of us versus them, right? Like mm -hmm. the us versus them stuff, the more since 2020, I was more hearing that more and more. Absolutely, right? yeah. And it was like constant. And and I, I, I imagine it comes from a natural place of like people stood up against you, like yeah. against law enforcement specifically in 2020 yeah. because they needed to, right? For sure. Because all these people who are having these experiences that I have never had, now were not willing to just shut up anymore. That, exactly, and thank, yeah. thankfully, they weren't willing to shut up anymore. Yeah. So that more of us could see um, what it's really like for people, right? Yeah. I, I don't know that I ever would have known if it wasn't well, exactly. for the awful years that we had to go through. Well, and, and there's a lot of reasons why you probably wouldn't have known. Yep. Being in, in like part of an organization or, or working with them. Yeah. Well, that gives you a certain amount of privilege that, yep. you know, and things like that. And so, yeah, like you're, you're not going to see that day to day. Yep. And when you're there talking to the people that work there, and like you say, you're making these personal connections. You're not going to think, oh, this, this person, yeah, I know they're just going to go out and beat the crap out of somebody. Like no. you're thinking, well, this person's genuinely trying to like make yep. a difference, do something good. Yeah. And a lot of times I think the downside to being, and this is just my opinion, in an organization like police mm -hmm. is that you're not really making your own decisions no. as an officer. So like uh, before, just before COVID, there was this, uh, let's get people with uh, stolen bicycles program. Mm. Totally violated your charter rights. Mm -hmm. They were just instructed to go up to people with bicycles downtown and just, if they can't prove that they bought it, take the bike and impound it immediately. Really? And they did that. Well, who the hell rides their bicycle with their bicycle receipt in it? Yeah. Well, how do you prove, like, who even keeps that? You go buy a bike. Yeah. Like, how many bikes have I bought in my life? I don't know. I've never kept a receipt. Yeah. So it was things like that. But that's not being decided by the person who's down on the street having to take that bike. No. That program was a brainchild of somebody. It was created in a committee. It was mm -hmm. decided upon. There was another committee. Like, you know the process. It's not just a... Today we should do this, and we go do it. Mm -hmm. It's a, they create these programs, but the people that are doing it, well, they have no choice, because in the organization, they're the low person down there. Mm -hmm. Get out and do it. Yeah. But then everybody says, yeah, but following orders isn't an excuse. Well, but if I want to keep working this job, it That's kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> it's either that or I get fired. Yeah. And I've put a lot of time into this. So I think a lot of it really, like, it's just sad that it comes down to, like, that upper management, that gatekeeping, mm -hmm. and it's taken out, and it, not all the time are these guys innocent on the street, yeah. but, like, I think there are a lot of people that get the bear the brunt of that. Well, and, and that's the... That that's, don't deserve it. Yeah, that's the key, man, okay? You just yeah. said it. Sure, there are, like, criminals that live on the street, and yeah. that, but most of them prey on the people on the street. So, yeah. like, most of the street people are not criminals. Exactly. And if they are... It's based on necessity, right? Yeah. Necessity, addiction, all kinds of things, right? Um, but that doesn't make them like a criminal. That just means exactly. if you remove them from that situation, they probably wouldn't be a criminal, right? Right. But because of circumstance, whatever they might yeah. be, they're in this position. Um, yeah, like, and I, I think we've gotten to a point where now we're treating all people the same. Yeah. So if you broke the law, you're a criminal. Right. But like, really? Like, don't get me wrong, because I'm, I'm going to, like, dime myself out here quite a bit today, because this has been on my mind. Like, 
when I used to, when I was in college, I did loss prevention. I used to mm -hmm. catch people for stealing food, all that kind of stuff. I am not like um, proud of any of that today. Sure. But since 2020, mm -hmm. my whole perspective changed. Not yeah. just on other people. Like I, I'm not sitting around thinking about what the police are doing or aren't doing. Yeah, yeah. What I really want to get involved in is I want to get involved in what other people are doing outside of those organizations. Right. Let them do what they got to do because they've got their own stuff they've got to deal with. And you and I both know that changing a system like that it's going to take fucking generations of people. Man. Oh yeah, we're talking generations of change. Absolutely, right? And absolutely, and you got to change a whole attitude. You do, as opposed to just a policy. Well, because a... you have to get it so that f at some point the people on the top, the gatekeepers, are the right people. Yeah, and they're and they're on board. And they're on board with yeah. having no gatekeepers. But yeah, so it's it's not like I think it's an easy fix, right? I, no. I just I would much rather put my time and effort into people that are actually doing this work already. Like yeah. the mutual aid stuff. Like yeah, yeah, this kind of stuff, it, it, it is incredible. Yeah. It, it is incredible, and I think it is the answer, right? Like, well, you look at like programs where, like we in Calgary, it was an independent group that started that whole process mm -hmm. to build veterans housing. Yeah. Right? That small house area in the, I think it's the Northwest mm -hmm. or Northeast or whatever. So, but that's that, I mean, it got government funding eventually, but like that wasn't started in pushed by government bodies and that's the kind of stuff like that took people out of homelessness <laughs> yeah that gave the vets that use that service yep. a really good way to get out of mm -hmm. the shit they were in or whatever right yeah get their get things together help mm -hmm. them and i think that's you know you want to help people yeah and and you well, know that's what freedom's path is all about Exactly. Right. And it's and not about mandatory locking up people. It's not no. about putting them in a six by six nope. or whatever size. The and I'm not going to participate with organizations that think that's a good idea. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Like that think, oh, it, you know, we need more law and order. No, we fucking don't. We need more compassion. What we need is more compassion. Yeah. And less black and white bullshit. Exactly. That people should do this or shouldn't do that. Dude, I don't know about you, but I hear it almost all day long, wherever I go, people yeah. talking about what other people should and shouldn't be doing. Absolutely. How... I don't have that kind of time. No. Like, who has that kind of time to be worried about what other people were doing? Right. And I think when I was entrenched in these organizations, there's an inherent, like, need to be thinking about what they're doing because you're trying not to do it, right? Exactly, like, yeah. When it's problematic. Um, yeah, when I, when I started to ask colleagues around, around town about, um, you know, having space in a church and stuff like that. They're just moving yeah. on from one organization to another. Um, it was almost unilateral feedback that they weren't interested in space in a church. Wow. Right? But you, and, and for good reasons, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. For the same reasons that people don't trust the police, after yep. 2020, a good portion of people stopped trusting churches. Absolutely. Because they have all these graveyards yep. of all these children, and they tried to fucking hide it, and now when they got caught, they lied and they made it out something else. Like yeah. all the bullshit apologetics, the fucking Pope, like yeah. who gives a shit what the Pope says about this? <clears throat> the Pope needs to just pony up the dough and pay whatever yeah. it is they need to pay or shut the fuck up. Well, I think the things... your apologies are like yeah. long, long overdue. And, and especially that enough. it's continuing. Yeah. Like, there's an archdiocese in New York that's claiming bankruptcy now because they can't afford to pay out all the sex assault. Oh, fines. Our bad. Fines, right? Yeah, so they're just going to go claim bankruptcy. Yeah. 
And it's like, but but this is that's I read that story like three weeks ago. Yeah, you know, and what so they like expect this? people to do is to stop suing them. Exactly, and it's like, Fuck. like the, like how yeah, like how can you be part of that, right? Yeah. How can you expect people to come in for yeah. help? Yeah. When they they get to like we've had it where people yeah. come to the podcast and go I can't do this yeah because I can't they don't walk come in the church right because that's where they were damaged yeah that's and, where they were hurt like, and then eventually I started to figure out like it's also where I was damaged yeah. and I don't want to be there right yeah. like not that specific church so we've got to make sure no, like, of course, I but... say that out loud is that the like Wild Rose didn't do anything like to they're they're yeah. not but they're still part of that bigger body of a church and yeah. essentially what they want are people in their congregation, right? Yes. And essentially that's part of what um, having space there does is when I may not ha- believe in Christianity because I don't, but yeah. people will start to see me as and see Freedom's Path as being a part of that. And we're yeah. not. Yeah, we were yeah. never. The church was very good to us in giving us like inexpensive rent. Absolutely. And they were very good to us. Um, but honestly, they were good to us because of my dad. Yeah. And... And maybe they were good to us because they believed um, in what we're doing. Sure. And at one point, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But there's been so much turnover there, man. Like, yeah. They don't even have a preacher. Oh, wow. So, like, they, and that's okay because they're going through their changes and stuff yeah, yeah. like that. Um, but, like, that, <clears throat> there's nothing about that that our organization um, is like in terms of prophetizing and all that kind of stuff. That's not what we're about, right? Like absolutely. Yeah. And um, I, I'd rather people just like have to ask me so that I say, well, no, I'm not, right? Yeah. Um, but see, when you're working out of a police station or out of a church, people just assume. Well, yeah. Because and rightfully assumption. so, right. because I think you and I were talking about it at one point, like, and. and in all fairness, um, I left, like, when I finally left the police service, it was, it was because of, like, just, I don't see eye to eye with them. That's yeah. basically what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and they have a right to demand things of people that volunteer and work for them and all that stuff. They have absolutely a right, because that's mm-hmm. a separate entity from us. And so when, when it was called into question some of a friend of mine or a couple of friends of mine yeah. through the years, like... Um, and I refuse to like lose friends over yeah. an institution. Like, I'm sorry, these are real humans. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. And if you're my friend, like you'll be able to see the fact that it's not because of hate mm-hmm. that I like these people. It's because these people are humans. Yeah. And in both cases, humans who are trying to do really good stuff. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Now they may not be perfect humans, but then sure. again, dude, I'm not a perfect human. None of us are. Right? I was charged and convicted when I was young. I served yep. my time on a conditional sentence. So, like, none of us are fucking squeaky clean. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm not trying to make it sound like um, like the, the police services should have any other way of doing it. Because, obviously, if you don't want, you have an idea of p- what police officers should be like and who they should hang out with and who they shouldn't mm-hmm. and all that... That's totally up to you. That's your business. That's a lot of should, though. Yeah, because you're an institution. You decide what you want to do. Right. Just like the church, right? Churches decide, like, what uh, principles they're in line with, right? Like, absolutely. And some of them are trying to distance themselves from the old theology by using, like, fancy words that mean absolutely nothing when you go sit in one of their messages because it's the same old shit. Exactly. Right? 
Um, and like, and that's okay because that's what they got to do. Churches got to do their and own thing. And if they want to preach their thing, preach your thing. But well, but that's just it. They're preaching. Yeah. And that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Right? That's not what we're doing. No. And so in, you're not telling people how to live their life. You're helping people figure out how to live their life. We're helping. We're supposed to be helping facilitate other people figuring it out for themselves. Exactly. Right. Like, that's Give them some tools what we hope and to see do. how we can guide, help them along their path, but not, that's right. and not that's, like hook them and just drag them. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have a philosophy to hook them into. <laughs> right, exactly. But that, that's on purpose. Yeah. Because we don't want to be an institution. What we're yeah. trying to do is just find the best, absolute best way to help people. And, and yeah. one of the ways is to remove as many barriers as possible. So yeah. these institutions were barriers for us because we started to get the feedback from clients, from colleagues that were saying... Yeah, Dave, people people think you're working with the policeman, right? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I kind of am. It's like I, I volunteered for them. I'm not a policeman or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously I could really care less what you're up to and your personal life is up to you. But again, how are they going to believe that? Well, and I can see right? why people would feel that way because yeah. like, okay, they find out, let's say they find out you're, because you, you were, do you mind me saying you're a chaplain? Oh, you could say that, yeah. Okay, That's what yeah. I was, so a volunteer chaplain. volunteered. Yeah. But just being associated, I could see, like, if I was somebody who's coming to you with, say, a fifth step, yeah. and I was like, yeah, I did a bunch of things I never got caught for, yeah. I don't know if I can tell you these things now. Especially if like you a, found out, right? Yeah, like, I yeah. don't know if I can trust you now, because yeah. how do I know you're not going back yeah. and being like, hey, Darcy, on these yeah. dates, we should check this shit out. Like, well, you don't know. And I'm now, 100... you weren't, but... Nope. But I'm 100% certain there's people that I've worked with who have stopped working with me because of these reasons. Right? Possibly, yeah. And and in some cases, they've even let me know. Yeah. Um, which I just, it took me, I was so slow to understand these things, right? Like, because and in all fairness, again, diving myself out, my privilege got in the way, right? Because yeah. it was it was a privilege. It's a privilege for me to be a part of the police service, even though I have a criminal record. Yeah, and yeah. like I have absolutely no problem talking about it, right? Yeah. Like those things, those things were a part of my privilege. Yeah. How did I get that? My dad. They asked yeah. my dad first. And my dad was like, "I'm too old," <laughs> and he'd already been a chaplain a few times, so he knew yeah. what it was all about, right? Yeah. Um, but then that's privilege. Yeah. How did I get to be with Wild Rose? Privilege. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Privilege, man. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm not suggesting I don't work hard. I'm not <laughs> suggesting that I don't yeah, yeah. do what I need to do when I need to do it. I'm simply saying those were afforded to me out of privilege, and because of it, I was comfortable. Right. And it, very comfortable. And, and it was the easy path. It, it was, was easy. so easy, man. Right. And because I got along with lots of people, like sure. because I can get along with anybody. Yeah, yeah. But see, that's the key, because I, I will get along with anybody. Yeah. Like I'm not going to rule out someone because they maybe are, are living a criminal lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. For whatever reason, they might have to, right? Yeah. And I'm not the judge and jury of that, yeah. nor do I wish to be. And so obviously that is not in line with law enforcement, right? Because yeah. law enforcement's about enforcing those laws. Yep. And I've come to a place since, since probably since I left transit. And then it was like given steroids when COVID hit. Sure. And all the stuff came out after George Floyd was murdered and other people were murdered by the police. Um, Things kept coming out, and I had to start looking at my life, yeah. right? At the things that I had done, for sure, and the things like how I had lived, and um, and and I don't mean all bad stuff. I just mean like 
how I had leaned on my privilege, how I had sure. hidden in my privilege, man. Like, um, and I tell you what, the, as soon as I decided to step away from CPS and I could feel that, I could feel the like lack of safety. Right. Oh yeah. I almost felt it like right away. It was the almost change, like the, the kind of the fear of change and totally, but yeah. also the fear of like, what now? Right. Like, because I've, I've come to know that a lot of, there's a lot of mentality of that us versus them. And now I'm them. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Up until then I was us. Yeah. To some of them anyway, to some, I'm sure I wasn't. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't want to be part of them anyway, those ones. Um, but like, that's strange, right? Like all of a sudden I'm them. Yeah. Yeah. So I did, I felt that vulnerability a little bit. I mean, obviously not to the extent that many people feel it. Um, but I just know people who are doing, doing things that aren't in line with the police service, but those people still need help. Absolutely. Right. And so, and that's my point. It's not that I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah. Rah, rah, rah for, for whoever it's everybody has a right to get help. Right. Exactly. And, and, the longer that I stayed with institutions and, in, and lined up with them, the harder it is to do that because institutions are entrenched in what they believe and what they believe is black and white, right? Yeah. And I don't. And so that was very, because really my decision to leave both of those institutions was about people, right? Like Absolutely, yeah. It's about the people that we <clears throat> intended on reaching when we started Freedom's Path, which were the yeah. people that were in the middle. Right. or in the cracks that yeah. didn't fit into the institutions, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. And it's like the more, but what the trouble is, is that the more institutionalized treatment becomes, the more ineffective it becomes, right? Yeah. The more ineffective for the broad thing. Yeah, because it's a one, one fit, size fits all. Like yeah. you fit in yeah. or you just, again, fall between yeah. the cracks. And, and this is the same it. problem with, with our 12-step fellowships and other, other fellowships, yeah. whether they're 12-step or not is the problem of conformity, right? This is, yeah. this is what become, turns people, places and stuff into institutions, is conformity, the desire to only have one way of fixing the problem. Mm -hmm. But that's just not true for this, right? Exactly. As we've seen with even like other social issues beyond addiction, because there's more to this thing oh, than yeah. just addiction. There's Absolutely. so much mental health, like yes. so much physical health, right? That goes unnoticed because of the mental health. Yep. Um, there's so many reasons why people become addicts. There's so many reasons why people become homeless, but we always want to try to make it into one solution. Yeah. Right. And, and that's what I see happening a lot in our world, whether it's exactly, be, yeah. um, because the more, not that we shouldn't cooperate, right. But see, I look at cooperation differently. <clears throat> I look at cooperation. Like when people come to me, I'm going to tell them good things about your groups because I want to try to get people there to get help. Right? Exactly. But that's not reciprocated always. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So some places won't even refer you to other places. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying any names because it's not important. But some, some places won't even refer you to other services. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, honestly. I, I suspect it usually fall, comes down to dollars. I imagine, but I don't want to, like, put that on people just in case yeah, yeah. there's something I'm missing, which is possible because I'm not that smart. But... I just think, I look at it, I've always looked at it like, all of us are here for a reason. Absolutely. And we all are able to do amazing things, especially if we just simply, like, let people do their thing, man. Yeah. Instead of trying to get everybody to do the same thing, right? Yeah. Um, well, and it's hard, too, because, like, when you look at, um, 
Like, do we want to get people treatment for addictions and, and mental health issues? Mm-hmm. Of course we, everybody. I don't okay. know anybody to be saying, nah, let them die. I mean, there's probably those people out there, but yeah, I've, that's I've a very fringe part of society. Yeah. I, I, I really believe. I, I think hope most it's a people fringe, would go, no, people yeah. need help, then get help. But I think it's just the way we go about it. And the problem with I see with a lot of these is it's it's driven by that government policy mm-hmm. that's totally disconnected from people. Yeah. Whether it's provincial, municipal, mm-hmm. or federal. Those government bodies, I mean, everything they do, you can just see how disconnected yep. from people they are. I mean, yeah. how many meetings does Calgary City Council have out of camera with no one around? It's becoming more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Why? Right? So they're making policies and then just implementing them. Mm-hmm. And then all those boots on the ground have to do those policies. Mm-hmm. But they, they, it's not connected to people. It wasn't mm-hmm. based on research and analysis of mm-hmm. the people that need the service. Well, that's what happens, I think, when, they be, when you become an institution, you stop focusing on people. For yeah, the, it's about your for policies. The you start focusing on people only in relation to you. Yes. As opposed to them in relation to whatever it is they do. Right. Yeah. And like that's I know it's it's hard as we talk about it. It's like, man, my brain gets scrambled trying to figure out ways to do it. Right. But I think we can do it just simply by not adopting a philosophy like it's Well, and you are right. But that's what we can do. Yeah. So like, why is that so hard? Exactly. Why is it like and and is it as something and I'm asking questions now. I'm definitely not making statements, but is it just simply something in the human brain that says, Eventually, we have the answer. Therefore, we will tell you what the answer is. Like, yeah, is that so ingrained in us that right. these organizations become like that, where they actually think, no, you can't tell us anything. We know. Yeah. So we're only going to look for other organizations that know as well. Exactly. Right. Um, and then it starts to sound like a church. Like we know the truth. Yeah, Matt. And we only want to get with people that yeah. know the truth as well. Yeah. Uh, but you'd you know, have to be coming from. You'd have to be pretty wide awake to be able to see the the connection because when you're in the middle of that, you think you're okay. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Like you just you get in. The probably think you're doing the right thing. You're like, oh man, we're building an empire. This is fantastic. There'll we're be lots gonna, of funding. We'll be able to help lots of people. Yeah, I'm sure we're gonna that's crush addiction. Yep. Right. Um, and break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the the reality of these issues are that they're complex. Right. They this are. is. And this takes reminds me of years ago when the Homeless Foundation came out because they had all these high-priced lawyers and people mm-hmm. who had money and knew people with money. And, yep. and don't get me wrong, I appreciate those people because what they started was something that will continue. But yeah. what they forgot to do was listen. Yeah. They forgot to listen. They I, didn't listen, and now we're just as fucked as we were when they came I in think terms it, of homelessness. I think that a lot go, goes yeah. to this, like... Um, like the savior complex. Yeah. Like you see somebody in help. Like I hate watching like TikTok social media videos where I don't watch those people now. like, oh, let's go give the homeless guy a pizza and talk to him. And yeah. I'm like, why don't you do that without the camera? It's exploitation, right? Right. It's yeah. yeah it's it. We, m- m- my wife and I call it poverty porn. Yeah. And I'm sure other people do too, but I'm sure um, there's lots of names for it. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's that savior complex that yeah. people want to save. So they don't want to listen. Yeah. They, they know how to fix you because mm-hmm. it worked for them or or they had a friend or they mm-hmm. just think that'll work. Yeah. But it's like you you got to listen to the person. And I think, to me, that's what the Freedom's Path's always mm-hmm. been is like one-on-one, individual. 
Mm-hmm. Each individual has a different story, yeah. has a different thing they need, yeah. and has a different thing they need from you as far as advice or words or, or something. Yeah, support, whatever it, be, it looks like. It might be very similar to yeah. other people, but each person needs to know that they're an individual and well, be, and they can get help. Because they are. Right? Exactly. Like, just because these some of the groups out there and places out there want to paint everything with the same brush, yeah. I get it. If you're, if you're an alcoholic like myself, yeah. who identifies as an alcoholic, who yeah. recognizes the alcoholic person in them, the tendencies, the ment- mentality, whatever it totally. is, right? That's great. But if you're also not, that's great too, yeah, right? Yeah. Like if you have a problem with alcohol, I don't need you to tell me you're an alcoholic. We could just talk about not drinking as much. Like, yeah, or exactly. if you know that not drinking is what you need to do, great, let's work on that. Yeah. But there isn't just one way to do that. No. Right? And and they frankly, can help make that plan and, you well, know. Here's the thing. As a social worker, everyone has a right to self-determination. Yeah. I don't care what it is, where it is. It doesn't right. matter if it's in an AA room or somewhere else. You always have the right to dictate for yourself what it is you need. Yeah. Right? And I do not have a right to dictate for you what you need. Exactly. I don't care what my position is. I don't have that right. Now, some people get into positions that take that right. Yeah. Right. And and they think they have that right because yeah. of their position. Totally. But that doesn't give you the right. No. Right. And just because this government says we are going to institute mandatory like treatment, that doesn't mean it's right. Exactly. That doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. That doesn't mean that if you were one of those people enforcing this, that you're not going to be called to task at some point. Yeah. Right. Any more than I might get called to task for some dope de- um bust I made 10, 15 years ago. Sure. Well, it would have to be 15, 16, 17 years ago because now I'm older and I haven't been there for a long time. (laughs) But like literally, if you did, fine. I'll come back. I'll look at the notes and I'll be honest with you. I will, whatever I can tell you, I will. Because if I did something wrong, then I, I was wrong. Sure. Right? I don't want to perpetuate that by saying, oh, it was just the way it was at the time. I was right, even yeah. though it's wrong now. No, like, look, it's okay that I, I, I realized that I, I wish I may have maybe found some other job to do instead of loss prevention, right? Sure. But, like, it is what it is, man. I was a fucking criminal. You did the best you could with the tools you had at the time. What I had at the time? And did I make bad choices? Probably. I know I did Probably when I was 17 years ago. I made bad choices. Probably tons. You know? Um, and... If they come back, well, they come back, right? Like, yeah. I, I don't even know what they all are. Like, the truth is, and I'm not, like, slagging on law enforcement or any of that stuff. I am talking specifically about myself and my yeah, yeah. experience with these jobs, right? Yeah. Because there's lots of people who did those jobs and probably have a really good stories about it. Sure. But I don't. But like, And there's also the people, though, that did those jobs, got into them for the right reasons, then realized whether it's law enforcement or being a an elected official or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever it is, yeah. they get into these jobs thinking, okay, I'm going to, like, I can make a difference here. But mm-hmm. then they realize that the bureaucracy and the, the gatekeepers and stuff, they just grind you down. Yeah. And, like, I've talked to tons of people that have worked for government in different agencies, Canada Revenue, mm-hmm. police, different police services. Yeah. And it kind of all sounds the same where it's like, you know, you come in and then it's just this slow grind to where you're like, yeah, I just, I'm not even in on this now. I just, yeah. you know, I'm going to get a pension, and that's really all I'm doing. Well, and I think so, that's the sad truth you know, about lots of those institutions, right? Is that yeah. it's it's pensionable time, so a lot of people stay past their D 
due date, right? Like, yeah. Um, just like any kind of pensionable time, I guess. Well, and some, and some people are going to fit really well into that bureaucracy yep. and go into the white shirts and hire. Yep. And some people are going to get chewed up and spit out. Yep. And, and unfortunately, those people might even end up with issues like addiction and things like that For from sure. those jobs and getting chewed up, like just mm-hmm. spit out. And, you know, like, so there's lots of things that those, they, those institutions, they, they seem to forget that even their own people in the institutions are individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, the people they're trying to help are individuals. It's, yeah. it's just that brushstroke. It's just that broad... Well, and that's the, so, that's the interesting thing. Like, lots of these organizations have found a way to make people feel like they can be individuals until they become too individual. Right. Right? So you're, Yeah, there's that line. There is. There's a de- there definitely is, man. Well, Especially a little within, bit of like, freedom, but not all of it. Oh, within the, within the church and the police community, 100%. Yeah. You only have so much leeway, right? Like, <clears throat> yeah. you'll... you'll what, one of the things that makes me feel, like, really encouraged about the police service is the amount of women in the executive now, mm. the amount of women officers, uh, members, um, because that is probably the first stage of change, right? Yeah, yeah. For that organization will be Absolutely. to have like more female executive members, like uh, deputy chiefs, the chief potentially again being a female would be ideal. Um, sure. But like more deputy chiefs, female, more superintendents. Yeah. Um, more if diversity we, at all. Yeah, like, like literally, but starting with women, right? Like, because totally. um, they're now, they have a responsibility to be to become these new gatekeepers who are going to open it for more queer men, more queer women, more trans yeah. women, trans men. Um, of course, people of color, right? Like, indigenous yeah. people. Like, why, where are the indigenous executives? Yeah, exactly. Right? What, what yeah. happened... What happened to the indigenous members that were right? Right? Where are they? Exactly. I, I know there are some. Right? Like Well, um, and, and there's a lot of issues with within these organizations. Like nobody yeah. likes to talk about systemic racism. Nope. But the truth is is there these systems are set up and when it's a system mm-hmm. it it has its own kind of life. Yep. And and honestly a lot of the systems in all of the government are very biased. Yep. And if you don't want to say racist, they're very biased. They're very biased on class. Yeah. You know, if you're poor, rich. Gender. I mean, look at the legal system in general. Mm-hmm. If you have $100 million, you're not going to jail. No. Unless you screwed over other people that have hundreds of millions Unless of dollars. Unless you screwed over people with more money than you. You've got to be like the Ponzi scheme guy, right? Yeah. But like if you just commit a few Wall Street violations, ah, maybe... Uh, you know, you, you break some laws, mm-hmm. you typically don't get a much of a jail time. Well, you don't so hear about it. Yeah, there's yeah. These, these systems are all biased at every level, mm-hmm. and it, it's unfortunate. And I think within those systems, people get chewed up, and yeah. both working for them, being part of them, being involved with them, volunteering for them, yeah. um, you know, anything like that. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's not that I even think it's all bad, right? No, of course not. But what hurts me is that my experience is not the norm. And, yeah. and that reality does, does hurt, right? Because yeah. to realize that the norm are scared of police, that the norm yeah. are uh, fearful of those encounters, right? Um, or the people that have been 
hurt the most by them are the very people that we need to be working with or be available to and that absolutely we're no longer you know we were never a part of that in terms of like the law enforcement side but yeah. now we're just separate from it like and and separate from the churches as well and yeah um more focused now on just working with the people that we need to work with right absolutely and being open for anybody who yeah anyone can can possibly be comfortable yeah coming to you right yeah and and not and having any barriers there totally and yeah. and like to realize that just because i had no barriers in those other institutions yeah um and like observable barriers um doesn't mean that's the way it is for people that are out there right like and exactly when i was you know asking my colleagues around town and different organizations about um having space inside the church where we're going to do a recovery club idea uh they weren't and and their responses were very like lackluster um i gotta tell you man it was like a it hit me pretty hard because yeah and you like you had mentioned we had a few uh, podcast clients not come on because of it yep because we recorded in the church and i didn't hear it man the same way and it was i wish i had like i wish i had because those people were are important and and those people had an important story to share, an important yeah. message. Um, and so as we move forward and start recording in, in a different location, um, hopefully things change in yeah, that regard, absolutely. right? Because Hopefully it's welcoming for everyone. I hope so, right? yeah. I, re- I really hope so. Um, because I didn't realize it was, it was so unwelcoming for so many. Yeah. And I should have. Well, right? and the truth is, is it's not even like... I shouldn't say I should have. I could have known. Yeah, I could have like, seen it. There's lots of things you can say about these institutions, yeah. but the reality is, is if I got hurt by police, right or wrong, whether I was right, they're right, I'm wrong, mm-hmm. they're whatever, if I was hurt by them, just walking up to the building would just, it's a trigger. Totally. You start, you're starting to regress right back to that moment that you mm-hmm. got hurt. It's no different than the church. So, of course, when people walk up and they see the building, they're mm-hmm. like, oh my God, there's the stained glass, there's this, there's that. I can't do this. Like, yeah. it's too much. And that's understandable, I think. Well, you know, and and I mean, you and I, we, look, man, as a queer guy, I I I I know the church isn't a hundred percent honest about being like affirming. I'm right. not saying Wild Rose in particular. Yeah, yeah. I, I they're they're churches whatever they are. are I mean, churches stroke. in general. Yeah. Because they're just like other organizations that adopt the rainbow flag for a fucking month. Yeah. Right. And the the ideal of the rainbow flag, they have no idea. What it means. Yeah, exactly. Because they don't realize that that means you shouldn't be looking at me because I have nail polish on like I'm fucking an alien. Yeah. Right? That's what the flag means. Or getting in and then going, you know, what you're doing, though, is kind of a sin. We should really maybe get you to switch. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the bait and switch thing, right? Yeah, and man. For some of them. But... For some, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and again, it's hard to tell. Right? Exactly. And so, because some of us have been hurt by that, and, I, and the more time and distance I get away from the church, the more I realize I have been hurt by that too, right? Sure. By the ideas of when I was a kid of hearing people talk about I was going to hell. Yeah. Even though they didn't know they were talking to me, I listened. Yeah. Right? Because I was a queer kid. I knew. Absolutely. I was attracted to boys and girls and then men and women. And like, that's the story I had, man. And the more time and space I get away from being in that building, the more I can see that and, and try to heal that. Right. Well, like, and now the more you don't want to be in those buildings. Exactly. Which is the same as what our podcast guests and yep. your clients and, you know, yep. other people feel. Yep. And it's, 
I, I think it's very reasonable. I mean, if yeah. if you were a sports and like an athlete, you know, and you or they, like take that uh, this uh, stampede, mm-hmm. like those kids that were damaged by all of that, mm-hmm. like. Do you think Stampede's a really happy-go-lucky, fun time for them now? Yeah. They probably, I'm guessing, probably don't go to Stampede. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so it's, you know, yes, what happened there was horrendous. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, is, like, now they, that like, that's probably going to be a trigger for quite a few of them that, to not go. For many, yeah. For you, it isn't, because mm-hmm. you didn't experience that. So, so it's kind of like, you, you know, for you, I can totally understand wanting to find that neutral ground. Because you are dealing with people that have a multitude of backstories yeah. that you don't even know. They come from different places in the world, the country, yeah. the province, the, and all of them are different. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Well, and just in the, in the five years of us doing this podcast, Matt, yeah. think about all the stories we've heard of people who've been harmed by institutions of one Absolutely. type or another. right? Absolutely. And, and to think that I would be okay with it. Yeah. That would concern me more. Like, it does make a lot of sense to me. Like, it's felt natural since, you know, since leaving the police and then the church was the next step. And that's just been so natural. Um, It it just, a lot of stuff happened along the way to help me make those choices. Like, make them easier to see that they were the right choice. Absolutely. Um, Because I can't, I don't want to be like a hater because I'm not a hater of people, right? Like, I'm not. And that... I think that us or them mentality, and don't get me wrong, that us or them can be on both sides totally. of the fence, yeah. right? Like totally. the us versus them. Um, but to, to, to wonder who started that, I don't think we have to wonder very far. Yeah. Like I don't think we have to. Because when you <clears throat> prepare yourself to go to work and it's preparing to go to war, quote unquote, you yeah. are putting yourself in a position where it's us versus them. Exactly. Right? Um, but I understand that might be what is required for some to go do those sure. those stressful jobs. Um, but again, I know there's got to be other ways to deal with some of this stuff. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And there's got to be something we can do to help people who don't want to report to the police. Yeah. There's got to be something legitimate that we can create yeah. that allows for an alternative way, means of addressing law enforcement. There's Absolutely. got to be different ways to do this, man. Yeah. Uh, I just, I fail to see the us versus them, the we hate them because they hate us. I, I just fail to see how it's working. It isn't. Right? We have more violence in our city than ever. Like, and More and more homeless every more day. More and more homeless every day. And, and somehow, some people think it's because we don't have enough cops. Yeah. I doubt it very much. Or that those people are just lazy. Yeah, yeah. There, that's like, not the problem. Like, yeah. There's societal issues here that run deeper than law, than policing. Than absolutely, and like those kinds of attitudes, those yeah. are societal. Yeah, and those need to change. Absolutely. Like, you know, yeah. I. It's probably the last five years that I've come to realize. Like, I really do believe any of us are like three decisions away from homelessness, just or three bad circumstances that just happen, and you're yeah. like, oh shit, what yeah. happened? Right. That's right. And uh, and I don't even know. within that. There's some of us that we, we would be like one or two choices, one or two circumstances, but we still might have family and a pri- pri- be privileged yep. enough to have supports that would Absolutely. help us so that we wouldn't go homeless. And those that don't, those they need supports. Yeah. Which And if they can't get it through family or friends, yeah. then they need Freedom's Path. They need this yeah. organ. Like, they need somebody to come in and say, hey, 
I can give you a hand. Yeah. But you then know? what happens when you have a person who's had a mental break and is in psychosis who can't be around their family anymore yeah. for what, lots of reasons, what do they have? Yeah. Right? This, this is what I'm saying. And for us who believe in taking care of each other, yeah. this is what we need to think about. Absolutely. We need to think about what do people have, what don't they have, and stop thinking that everybody starts in the same spot. Exactly. Because we fucking don't. We do not. Right? Yeah. And when, when we sober up, we're not starting from the same position. No, not at all. Not if we, if, if we had, like, I don't know, you remember that commercial about privilege, how they were trying to, like, show us oh, what yeah, it yeah. meant to have privilege? Because it was very confusing to a lot of people, mm-hmm. and I'm rolling my eyes. It was very confusing to a lot of people because they kept wanting to make it like, well, privilege means we have it easy. No, we all have it hard. We just yes. have it easier. Yeah. That's all. We have it easier. Or you just have a head start. We have a head start. We have, we have um, steps up that other people don't have. What steps forward, exactly. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, to think that I have two loving parents for most of my life, or all of my life until this year, um, yeah. that were always supportive. If, you, if I didn't realize that was privilege, well, then I would not have been paying attention these last 30 years of work. Right. right? Because that's privilege. Yeah, because not a lot of people have both parents Dude, in their and lives. If they have both parents, not a lot of people had both loving parents. Exactly. Right? Or parents who didn't like try to change them or try to, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. These, these things are not common. No. Right? And no. Um, anyway, I could go on and on about me resting in my privilege. And I, I just, I'm glad we were able to talk about that today because that has been a part of me staying in line with those institutions was that privilege and the safety, yeah. right? Like yeah. the safety. Cause, and, of, and of course, like, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Like nobody did anything to Dave. Like it, it's, yeah, you're not going away bitter and no, angry man, and like, want to throw rocks I'm, at him. I'm just trying to look at it. Like <laughs> I'm yeah, I don't want to throw rocks at nobody. <laughs> I'm just trying to look at it realistically. Right. Like yeah. that part of the reason I stayed with these institutions is because individuals within them, showed the light, right? Yeah, absolutely. Shared that light. And you're there to help individual people. Yeah, and so. I got to know these folks, and they yeah. have this wonderful light about them. It has nothing to do with their organizations. Exactly. It has to do with who they are. Yeah. Um, and so for that, I, I believe these, pla- these places will obviously grow and change and, and become whatever they need to without me, right? Like, and, yeah. Um, so that I can be free to do the work that we intended on doing. You know. Well, and the, and the thing is, too, is like I think things come in and out of your life for a reason. Mm-hmm. I really do believe it. People, yep. uh, circumstances, situations, you know, apartments, whatever, right? Yep. Um, and I really believe that that came into your life at a time where you needed it. Um, you provided help to people. There's yep. no doubt about that. Well, and I got to work with my dad, man. Exactly. And yeah. I think there just comes a time where like, like anything, relationships or anything, yeah. your values start to shift or change or... or you're just you're just going apart. Mm-hmm. So it's really just a, you know, like being right in, introspective and saying, does this align with the values I want yep. for myself and Freedom's Path? Yeah. Well, I can say, you know, maybe not now. Yep. Okay, well, now is a good time to move on, right? Yeah. Like, so it doesn't have to be a bad thing. No. And nobody came along and said, Dave, you know, you're an idiot. Get the hell out. And, no, no, no. You know, they didn't throw shit at you when you got there and... No, like no. lock you in a room or something by yourself. <laughs> so it's like no. you're not you're not going away <laughs> thinking horrible thoughts. It's just no, no. it's a realigning of of what your goals are. Yeah, it's and a I think that's healthy. 
I think so too. You know? I would encourage people to do it regularly, right? Because I think that's part of the problem with institutions is they yeah. never sit there and go well, introspectively go, are we doing really good or are like, we not? Maybe I'm offline. Maybe we're out of yeah, line like, here. Are yeah. we actually living to our values? Yeah. And I think that's an important thing people sh- everybody should yeah, do. Yeah, and I, I think so. for the most part, like lots of places probably do that mm-hmm. in a different yeah. in a in a sense or and, and they and they should act accordingly, right? Like how, yeah. whatever they feel is best. It's it's really just that simple though. Yeah. It's just like recentering and going, okay, it's not that these things are bad. It's just that they're not for us, right? Like, yeah, and not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. You know? They for like honestly, I'll just like I just love working with my dad. Like, yeah, if my, yeah. and if my dad was still here and and well and working, I probably would still be working with him, Maybe. in a church or wherever he wanted to yeah. work, right? Because I mean, it was my dad. He's my yeah, buddy. Absolutely. I would have worked anywhere with him. Yeah. You know? And I don't blame you for that. Yeah. I would have done that anywhere. And and it was cool. But it's also like that that part of it is is now past. Right. Yeah. Like there's that it's time for something different. Yeah. Sure. I guess we're just babbling now anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I think that's I think it's uh, great and uh yeah, I'm I think it's awesome, man. Right on, man. Um what did I say? What else are we going to talk about? Oh, I don't know, man. Meh. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I fucking just talked for like an hour straight, dude. Do you want to just... No, we can keep talking for a minute. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what else to talk about, though. I'm. You might have to edit this last part here a little bit. Well, I just... I think that's a healthy... I think that's a healthy conversation, and I'm... You know, I'm... I'm thinking it's healthy to let everybody know and yeah, well, and I, definitely, I, I just think it's good, you know. Like, me too. Yeah, I feel I feel good about the conversation. I feel like, and that was really the intention of the conversation was to let people who have been incredible supporters of Freedom's Path, yeah, up until now, to let the, you all know that um, this is the direction we're moving in and why we're moving in it. Like, I yeah. really think that's important too. Absolutely. Um, I'm glad you said that because it it is like it is yeah. For, because this is the podcast has become such a part of us. Oh yeah. Um, like wherever I go, I get to meet people who've heard listening to it, or yeah, absolutely, who, who might come on, and and that has been so cool. Because, and this is like you and I talk about this all the time. We get lucky. We're fortunate because of the podcast. We get to learn from people. Absolutely. And this is the result of learning from people. Yeah. Like I'll, I'm I'm telling you, like from hearing all these stories of of pain and hope and all this stuff that like freedom's path is moving in the direction according to you yes so as best we can because we want to be able to meet the needs of people where they're at yeah and and if people are uncomfortable with some of these institutions i understand why we're going to just separate ourselves from them absolutely um and that's it Yeah. yeah that's really it because we want we want we're our our whole purpose of being here is to be of use Right? So that's what we're doing. And helping people. Yeah. Not helping conglomerates. Or, yeah. Or, or institutions. Or, or yeah, and not becoming another part of the... Faceless organizations. And not becoming another part of that, right? Yeah. Like, we really are... We have... And, and most people won't know that necessarily, but we have taken painstaking efforts to do that. Oh, yeah. Right? To avoid yeah. um, becoming an institution. Yeah. Um, and it's not because I don't crave the security of that... I'm like anyone. I yeah, crave right. that security like like everybody. Um, 
But you what get I a few million dollars in funding. Suddenly, yeah, yeah. Be, that'd be pretty comfortable. And, and look, if you're out there and you're thinking <laughs> of funding with a few million dollars, we're taking donations. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, we're still going to actively work against becoming an institution and continue working with the people that we work with. Absolutely. Um, and that's everybody. Yeah. Right? Like, um, and just because I'm not a volunteer with CPS doesn't mean I'm not going to be talking to members. Like, oh, yeah. um, I'll work with anybody, but I'll tell you what I won't do. I'm not going to, like, carry your flag for you, you know? Yeah. Um, push somebody else's values that yeah. was written in a boardroom. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to push your agenda. Yeah. Because our, our, we don't have, our agenda is to be of use. Yeah. Literally, when I remember back to Todd, Trent, and I, and my dad talking about this stuff, and John, be of use. This yeah. is the key. We want to be of use to our community. Absolutely. And that means everybody, yeah. right? Um, because, you know, the us versus them stuff is like, well, we're necessary and they're not. Well, that's not true, mm -hmm. right? Every person is necessary. And every person has, like, has an opportunity to do something different, maybe. To be yeah. of use in their way. Absolutely. Maybe not in a way that I see or have seen, but showing us new ways to be of use to people, yeah. to each other. Um, and that's where I want to give a shout out to Mutual Aid, right? Yeah. And to what the Walls Down Collective. Like nice. I want to give a shout out to these places because they're doing this stuff that when I first became a social worker, that's what I wanted to do. Nice. I just wanted to be of use to people, yeah, right? Yeah. And give them what they needed. That's awesome. You know, um, and so getting back to that, that, that was like, obviously that's a part of this institution separation, right? Is sure. we want to get back to the roots of us, which is yeah, just being values. of use to people Absolutely. wherever they're at, um, because that is what has made us who we are, yeah. right? Um, and being able to be open to whoever. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Um, also, just to put a capper on that of leaving the, leaving the police chaplaincy program is because Every time someone called me a chaplain, I cringed and wanted to vomit by the end of it. So that's also why I did it. I just, I couldn't risk staying longer and being called a chaplain anymore. It just started to make me a little queasy. Well, because it started to feel hypocritical. Yeah. Right? Because people look at it like a certain way, and I'm not that way. Yeah. And so it started to become hypocritical. And I think, like... Maybe when dad was around, I could take it a little bit easier because yeah. he was still there, right? And For I was sure. still talking to him about the stuff. And, yeah. But, you know, the last year, dad wasn't that guy anymore, right? Yeah. Like, he wasn't, um, he understood why I didn't want to do it and why I was... Well, I think he'd be quite know, happy with your decisions well, now. I mean, I think he because be they're fine. for the right reasons, you I, know? I, I you, think he would understand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think it's very healthy to go back to your core values and just reassess, reevaluate, and, you start and restructure and do yeah. things a little different. Well, and you start you know? from there again, right? Like, yeah, and I mean, three years from now, Freedom's Path could be a very different I hope thing it than it is now. I hope it is. Hopefully still providing that service, and, yeah. but it could be doing it in a different way that as we don't even know about today, is right? Exactly, man. So As long as we're able to be of, of use, then we'll be doing what we're intended yeah. to do, right? And Yeah, and just keep adapting to that. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Man. Cool. That's awesome. Right on, dude. Well, yeah, so anyway, that's that's this uh, really wild summer, man, that's been, you know, started in June and 
as of the end of this month, we're done at the church. So yeah, it's been a heck of a summer. It's been a, um, a lot of growth, man. A lot of fear too, right? Yeah. Lots of, um, a lot of change. A lot, a lot of, of change, man. Yeah. But you know, like, it, I mean, time will tell whether it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, well, in other people's eyes, it'll tell tell them whether it was the right thing to do. Because yeah. for me, however it works out, it was still the right thing to do. Like, right on, man. Um, it's one of those things where we have faith that um, we're just doing the best we can. Absolutely. And that we're going to just keep trying to address meet needs as we can do that. Yeah. Anyway, now we're babbling. So <laughs> we could stop that now. Awesome. Right on, man. Right on. Thanks, Thanks Dave. Thanks, brother.